Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome back to... Moody. Yep, I almost, said, I almost said I audacity. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Anyway, welcome back to Moody. A true crime podcast. <laughs> I'm Hope- Azriella. I'm Tamara, and hopefully you can hear Azriella because last time it worked really well, but this time it feels quieter. Any life updates? <laughs> Uh, did I talk about David in the last podcast? Um, like a little bit, yeah. But I don't know if it was actually on the podcast because it was all at the end, and I was like, Nyeh. "Oh yeah, oh yeah." <laughs> I had to take everything. Keep it all in. It's fine. Keep that all in. We love to hear it. I didn't want to talk shit about your family on the podcast. <laughs> they don't fucking listen to the podcast. Fuck those bitches. My God, she got a new boyfriend. It's been a minute, yeah. but she got a new one. It's been. It'll be a month on the fourth. Only been a month. Yeah, I know, right? It's fucking crazy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Boy. All right. No life updates for me, other than um. No, actually, no life updates. Still doing Depop. Uh, oh, I got my. Did I tell you about Poshmark? Yeah, I, I like I saw that you were posting on it, and then I saw your post about how like, it deleted everything. What the fuck is up with that? I emailed them. So my Poshmark, I went on there on Friday morning and everything was gone. It said, you know, post some listings to get started. And I was like, what the hell? So I'm trying to figure out why the hell this is happening. So I email Poshmark and I'm like, hey, like, my shit's gone. I didn't get a notification. They messaged me back today. I messaged them on Friday. They messaged me back today. I get it. It's the weekend. Weekend hours are different. And they were like... Um, so it was incorrectly flagged, but we've reinstated it. How is it incorrectly flagged? How happened? Exactly. So I lost basically three whole days of sales, like possible sales for what? Yeah. Pissed me off. So it's back up, but when I tried to post something yesterday, it told me I wasn't allowed. So it wouldn't even let me upload. Yeah, so it's it's reinstated now. Luckily, I got a fucking email, but that shit, I was like almost in tears. I was like hours of like putting shit up on the website. It took so long, but we're all good now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this week is my case, and it's about the disappearance of Antoinette Christine Cayedito. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Coyote. Hey, what's up? <laughs> my, name, my name is Antoinette Coyote. Uh, I just pronounced Coyote wrong. <laughs> you know. She was from New Mexico. So, she was born December 25th, 1976, and was described as a level-headed, wise beyond her years, dedicated to school, and extremely nice and dependable little girl. She's nine. I feel that's how it always starts. Right? Like- uh, she was so she was a piece of shit. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> people talking about me. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I don't know her. Um, but what I she? I did a podcast with her. Who is? She? I don't know. What are talking about? <laughs> I don't know her. I don't. I delete everything with you on it. I'm like I don't. <laughs> I was talking to myself. I don't know who that other person is. By the time she was six, she was cooking for her sisters and ironing their clothes. She's six. She doesn't need to be... How old are her siblings? Younger than her. She's the oldest. Where where are her parents? I don't know where her dad is, but her mom is like a working mom, so... I don't know where my dad is either. (laughs) (laughs) 
Her favorite color was purple. Her nickname was Squirrel. No reasoning, just Squirrel. Just Squirrel, okay. I feel like that could be a lie, too. <laughs> so on Saturday, April 5th, 1986... Penny, her mom, left her three daughters at home with a babysitter to go out to a bar called Talk of the Town. Wow, she got a babysitter? Her mom will just leave to the bar, like, not even. <laughs> Some parents are just good parents. I don't want to take me to the bar with her. <laughs> She'd be like, you want something? Water? She would leave me outside. <laughs> I swear to God, Hazriel, if you're not in bed by nine in the car, you're like... <laughs> No blanket, no pillow, just in the back seat. Uh, Okay, so she came home around midnight and allowed her daughters to stay up and play. Penny said that Antoinette slept in her bed that night. Um, So she's nine years old and is the oldest of the three girls at the time. Penny wakes up the next morning at 7 a.m. to wake up the girls for Bible school. Antoinette is no longer in the bed and is nowhere to be found. After Penny frantically searched for her, she called the police. When the police arrived, they found no evidence of a disappearance. Well, the evidence is she's not there, so I don't know. Yeah, what? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? So, a search was conducted, but came to a halt when nothing was found. So, they only searched for her for, like, a couple of days. Which I feel like is how it always is. Yeah, they don't care enough to keep looking, but okay. It's an actual child, but, you know. So, a year later, a call came to the Gallup, New Mexico Police Department. The caller claimed to be Antoinette and stated that she was in Albuquerque. Before she could say anything else, a man's voice was heard in the background saying, Who said you could use the phone? The girl screamed and the call was ended. Penny heard the call and was optimistic that it was her daughter, but she didn't recognize the man's voice. The call wasn't able to be traced because it was too short. Four years later, so currently it's been, I believe, six years since she's gone missing, A waitress in Carson City, Nevada, informed the police that she had served a couple and a young girl who was about 14 or 15. That is around the age Antoinette would have been. So, the girl would push a fork off the table, and every time the waitress would put it back on the table, gross, who just, like, went a fork Yeah. (laughs) She's like, here's your fucking fork back (laughs) off this dirty-ass floor. Anyway, uh, the girl would squeeze her hand. So, like, she'd, like, squeeze it, like, as hard as she could. The waitress didn't pick up on the cues, and the family left. How would you not think that's weird? Yeah, like, what, what person just randomly touches your hand, you know? So, when the waitress went back to the table, she saw a note that read, Please help me call the police. Because of this tip, the police reopened the case and re-interviewed Antoinette's sister, Wendy, who was five at the time. Wendy said there was a knock at the door at 3 a.m., and Antoinette woke up and asked, Who's there? Uncle Joe, replied the knocker. Antoinette opened the door to find two men, one black and one Hispanic, standing there. They both grabbed her, and she was kicking and screaming, yelling, let me go, let me go, but they kidnapped her. Where's the babysitter at this point? The babysitter's gone. The mom is back home and asleep. And you don't hear any of this? Exactly. But the thing is, okay, listen to this. Remember how in the beginning it said that her mom was up and she let the girls play, and then Antoinette came in and, and went to bed with her? Yeah. At this time, all of the girls are still awake. So isn't the mom still awake? Or did yeah. the mom, like, go off to bed without them? Why would you go to sleep without knowing that your kids are, like, in bed? Yeah, when your youngest is, like, three or four at the time. Like, that that doesn't make any... That. Yeah. The one calling himself her Uncle Joe was not her actual Uncle Joe, and he was ruled out as a suspect. 
the person that kidnapped her knew that she had an uncle yeah, named Joe. Uncle Joe. Which, I mean, yeah. like, I get that Joe or Joseph or Joey is, like, a common name, but, like, so is John. Yeah, exactly. Wendy was asked why she never said anything that night or after, and she said it was because she was scared she was going to get in trouble because she saw her mother crying. Who taught you that you shouldn't speak up? <laughs> like, Yeah, what? Like, you saw your sister disappear. Like, unless she was coached, like, don't say anything, don't say anything. So, in 1999, the police attempted to get another statement from Penny on her deathbed, but they were too late and she died before they got there. They believe Penny knew more about her daughter's disappearance because she had taken a lie detector test and failed. Antoinette has never been found. Although unknown, police believe she is deceased. Her case remains open and she is listed as a missing person. To note, three years after Antoinette disappeared, her 25-year-old mentally handicapped aunt also went uh, missing and has never been found. Okay, let's talk about the lie detector test because... (sighs) They're so not... Like yeah, you can't use them in court, so it's just like I I understand how it would seem like very fishy that yeah. she didn't pass it, but it, a lot of people don't pass it like this, and like a lot of people do pass it when they are lying. Yeah. So it's just like there's there's really no way to tell them. There's that. really no science behind it. It's just can we catch you in a lie, or do we know what a lie is? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, is your heart rate going up, or yeah? Like, are you like, like naturally nervous? I'd be nervous the entire time. And I, Are you <laughs> nervous? Like, no. I left her chair. <laughs> They're like, she did it. No proof except for the lie detector te- test, but she did it. I personally think the mom knew more. Probably. Just how, first of all, why would you go to sleep without knowing that your kids are like in bed, especially if they're that young? Yeah. Like, you don't just leave your kids out there because they can get, they can get hurt, they can get in trouble, or, like, get into things. Yeah. How do you not hear the commotion going on? Right? Like, if I heard one of my kids screaming, I'm automatically going to get up. Yeah. Even if you're you're asleep or whatever, if you hear a child, like, your child screaming, you would immediately wake up. The only other explanation is that she was, like, blackout drunk. But that doesn't... I mean, how'd she get home? How did she, you know... Yeah. 25-year-old mentally handicapped aunt also went missing, like, three years later. So... I don't know if it was her mom's sister, but I'm assuming because, I mean, who else? Their dad isn't in the picture as far as I know. But she's never been found. So, like, what the fuck? Two people from the same family go missing missing. within, like, five years of each other? Like, that's ridiculous. So, Wendy, her sister, gave an interview and said that it broke their family apart. She said that she and her mother could barely speak about Antoinette without crying and then later without drinking and getting high. She said... Quote, that was how we coped with the pain, to numb it, not to forget it, but to put it on a shelf, you know? Her sister went on to live a life of drug addiction and gang affiliation. She lost custody of her kids, but later turned her life around and is now living a healthy life with her children. And then their middle sister, so Wendy, who was five at the time, was the youngest. So Sadie, her middle sister, um, nobody knows, like, the media and stuff like that don't know where she is. Basically, she, it, it was implied that she stopped communicating with her family because of the disappearance and everything that led up to where they are now like everything that happened after she disappeared so but why maybe she knew yeah maybe she knew more than they were letting on or maybe she didn't want to get involved in drugs and stuff like that i mean that makes sense but i don't know (sighs) yep 
It's like you cut all ties with your family, but I mean, if she knew more, don't you think she would have said something at some point? Maybe. I mean, a lot of the times, like you see, like all those cases with families like protect like their family members because like like things they do. Nope, straight to jail, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) How do you lose a child, like a child missing, and then you not dedicate your entire life to finding that child? I mean, sometimes it's like. In the grand scheme of things, it's like they have to move on, especially if it's been 15, 20 years. It's like the odds of a child going missing and still being alive. It, I get it. Yeah. But, like, I but the know. first five to ten years, like, why are you not every single day, like, where is my child? And, like, actively searching and, and trying to understand or trying to get people to tell you where she is. But then to get that phone call where she's, or like the guy who says, who told you you could use the phone and then she screams, it's like, if that was her, she was at least alive for a year after they took her and she's being kept somewhere. And then if if that was her in Nevada, the mom, like, why didn't she go to Nevada and eat, like, go, go sit where her daughter might have been sitting, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is tough. I don't understand I don't think I could ever move on if one of my kids went missing. It's just, yeah. But some people don't care. Some people think that, you know, there's better things to be doing than to be sitting around sulking. Sitting so around looking for the child that you gave birth to? I don't know. I mean, I don't have kids, but, like, if one of my nieces or my nephew went missing, I, like, I would never stop, like, looking for them. Yeah, because we know what can happen. We know, exactly. like people out there not only do they murder children which you would think that would be the worst thing but it's not it's better than them being put into sex trafficking being abused every day being tortured every day like being literally raped every day like how i mentioned in the last case we did or that i did the the man who ended up kidnapping those three girls and keeping them in his basement for 10 years Mm -hmm. things like that like happen and they're still alive. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, me personally, I'd rather die. You'd rather die? I'd rather die than... Then f- face the possibility of one of those other things happening to you. Exactly. It's like, just fucking kill me. <laughs> I mean, it's really sad and depressing to think, like, somebody could have killed her immediately and her being only nine. But I feel like as a mom, yes, losing my baby that way would be horrific, but I would rather them be murdered immediately and like quickly yeah, be tortured and yeah then like to think like she's them. still out there like crying for her mom like that's that's way harder just you know and for people that believe in god and believe in heaven it's like you can see them in the afterlife if you believe yeah. that but, and that's what you believe in sometimes. yeah and then i guess if you know your kid goes missing <laughs> you immediately want to believe like i'll see them again one day which yeah Ugh, not me about to start crying and getting into faith. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, oh that gosh. that was the end of mine. I feel like we've been doing a lot of cases on children. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> like we said before, like, they don't get enough recognition. Yeah, and if they pop up and they're like, basically, you guys know me, if, if it pops up first, it's getting done. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you still doing them state by state? So I, I'm doing a random state generator. Okay. So it just picks a random state for me so that I don't even have to think about that part. 
and then I'll look up that state on Murderpedia or something, and then I'll do, like, whoever's on that list from that state, I'll do a random letter generator, <laughs> like, alphabetically, like, for their last name, and then I'll choose them. So that's, that's how I do it. I thought you were going to do alphabetical. Not very Virgo of you. You want me to do alphabetically? <laughs> Dude, it's so many people. It's it's crazy. It's like, majority of the time, it's the actual murderers. So I'm not even getting to the murdered people. It's just the murderers. And it's like, you know, I'm scared that we're going to fuck up and one week you're going to do something that uh, I've already researched. I know that you're already doing. Yeah, I know. I would hate that. Like, I'm doing it again. <laughs> We can compare more details. (laughs) Like I will compare notes, but who did it better? (laughs) That was the end of this episode because Miss Tamara's got house cleaning to do. Follow us on Instagram, (laughs) Moody underscore True Crime Podcast, and on Twitter. We don't even post on Twitter that much, honestly. No. We don't even post on Twitter. No. Um, but it's... Email us. Please, please, please. I want to know all your stories. I feel like I you guys have, are holding out on us. Bullshit. But that's um, moodypodcast at gmail.com. And the Twitter is moody underscore crime. Just in case you guys do want to follow our very empty Twitter. Just to say you were there first. <laughs> yeah. Period. Alright, guys. That was Moody, a true crime podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.